back to Cash Grab Cinema. Remember when we messed up last time? Well, we got a new setup and we're here for you. I'm Rachel, this is Josh, and as Hi. promised, through the magic of technology, it's Trey. Hey, how y'all doing? Woo! Q Studio audience. We're coming to you live. No, we're not. This from... is quarantine time. Don't listen to him. Stay in your house. Be vigilant. <laughs> wash your hands. <laughs> This Mother's Day, Trey has gifted me with a quality Ooh. movie of The Darkest Minds. So are we, like, not friends? Uh, well, uh, here, here's the thing. Uh -huh. You both have given me such uh, quality films as well, and it was only right that I return the favor in kind. I'm sorry, do I, not need, do I need to remind everyone Pebble and the Penguin? Whatever. <laughs> that was gold. We all loved it. I don't want to hear another word. <laughs> well, all of us except for your mother. Happy Mother's Day, Trey's mom. Oh God. <laughs> I think this is this is just the uh, the the universe balancing itself out because Trey also brought us uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is one of the best things we've ever watched. So mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we could take a darkest minds every once in a while. We'll and come back. you're gonna have to. Yeah, I don't know. We're gonna come back to that one. <laughs> so, so uh, I have to ask, how many times, how many attempts did it take for you to watch the whole thing? One. With so you watched it all in one sitting. With breaks. I, okay. Yeah. In total, I it took me about five times. I don't think I saw the end proper until I watched it with Rachel. Well, to be fair, it took me several days of goading to actually watch it. Because I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> it was really like, it was really like working herself into a frenzy to sort of like jump, jump out of the plane, you know? Yeah. Well, really, I just ran out of things that Josh wanted to do to distract him with. Like, oh. we could watch Darkest Minds or I found this thing that's broken that you could finish breaking while trying to fix. <laughs> oh. Hot potatoes, I'm on it. I'll break it good. Well, can I at least explain myself? I think you should. Yeah, I, I think I have to. Uh, so, so I don't think we've done a, a young adult um, uh, book to, to movie adaptation yet, have we? This one looked particularly terrible. There seemed to be a huge slate of them for about mm, five to six years. Well, because Twilight was so successful. Everybody wanted to jump on that YA train. Yeah, there was Twilight. There was uh, The Hunger Games. Divergent. Um, the Divergence and all of those ones. Uh, mm -hmm. The Maze Runner. Yep, Maze Runner. Uh-huh, yeah. They, uh, they tried to bring back, um, they tried to do Ender's Game, which that is a full series, and I am so happy that the, the, the Ender's Game was so bad that there was no possible way they would do more. Well, I will have to say, mm -hmm. YA, you like inadvertently, Trey, stumbled on a thing that really bugs me. Oh, really? So you're going to hear a lot of complaining on my part, as usual. Um, oh, good, because yeah, it's, only, the <laughs> it's only going to be compliments from this side, so I'm glad we'll be able to balance each other out. Yes, because YA books mm -hmm. really embrace their audience. Like, you're smart, capable young people and you can experience an entire range of emotions and feelings and the movies are like 
No, you can't do any of that stuff. So here's this saran-wrapped package boring item for you. Well, I don't think we need to do the episode, no. I, I think you did it. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't do better than that. Uh, so, you know, keep listening if you want after this. Uh, Rachel did it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, don't forget, you know, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cash Grab Cinema. <laughs> Wait, but there, there, I mean, there's, this is more of a recent phenomenon, right? Because right. there are old YA books that have become movies that have been great. Like, Princess Bride, um, uh, The NeverEnding Story, uh, not NeverEnding Story YA 2 or is 3. Not, uh, NeverEnding Story is not a YA book. Oh, it's a it's children's book. It's certainly not for kids, I can tell you that much. It's not for kids. Have uh, you never read it? No. It is not for children. Uh-uh. It is beefy and dark. Oh. It's kind of like saying Lord of the Rings is YA. It's not YA. Yeah, that's... It's just sci-fi right. that appeals to the masses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. But there's this sort of cookie cutter, all of our clothes come from J. Crew kind of uh, <laughs> movie that okay. this one oh, fits within. But the main reason why I was like, okay, I should see this. The star, Amanda Stenberg. I like her a lot. She's a fantastic actress. She's uh, always saying smart stuff on, on the Twitters and the social medias. She, uh, was, she was Rue from uh, Hunger Games. Oh, right, yeah. So she's uh, got YA clout. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it, she was also in The Hate You Give, which I think came out after this. Um, so I figured it must be worth the look. Um, and, you know, I'm not too egotistical to admit when I was wrong. Uh, it's big of you, Trey. It's big of you. So I'm going to take my licks. So let's do this. Let's. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, you know, Empire had a great quote, the magazine, uh, about this movie. It squashes any potential it had, resulting in a safe, forgettable sci-fi. <laughs> that, was, that was one of the more generous that reviews. was that's yeah that wasn't too harsh uh, i would i would imagine um i don't have a lot of glowing things to say mostly critical it, well you're not alone it has a 16 percent on rotten tomatoes it cost 34 million dollars to create this cinematic universe and it only made worldwide 41.1 million so don't worry. Don't worry. They are not going to be doing the rest of the books. Yeah. Are there books more? Are, safe. are there more books? There's four, and a short novella. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, you know, the ending. Yeah. <laughs> Trey Trey got to the end and he's like, "What the hell?" Because <laughs> we the in the movie ended and I was like, "Wait, there's still 20 minutes left. What the, f- what what are we still doing here?" The helicopter crashed. The kids are free. Whatever. Why? Why is there more? <sighs> we'll get now you know. Yeah. They were trying to set up for a franchise. Uh, oh. And, and you could tell from the get-go in this movie, like, oh, shit, this is not going to be good. <laughs> because they open on a lot of, like, news reports. Like, they're trying to give you exposition through news. You've seen it again and again. But instead of trying, they used the same green screen and the same desk and just had like three or four different news anchors. 
It was so poorly done. They're just like, oh, damn, this is the movie I'm going to watch. Dang it. Was that the opening, or was the opening in the cafeteria with the girl who, like... No, it was the news thing, Does the and then the cafeteria. Right, and then yeah. she falls on the floor, and none of the adults come to help her. No, no, <laughs> none of the adults, but Ruby, our main character, she's, like, touching a dead body, like, are you okay? <laughs> like, what adult is letting a 10-year-old touch a dead body? Well, can, can at, I ask something? Especially at school, yes. What, what happened... Cause what? So I, I got the book on my Libby app from okay. the library, from the public library, and I, and I got it yesterday. I was like, maybe I can power through this so I can figure out what's happening and bring it to the podcast. I got to chapter nineteen about halfway through the book, so in the book they explain it's a disease that you contract when you start puberty. Oh, and. That's why it affects most 10-year-olds. Because I don't think most people realize you do start to have mild lead-ups to major puberty when you're about 10. Like, your armpits start to stink and stuff. Hmm. So maybe you don't remember that. So You start getting into the cure in Elliot Smith. <laughs> Josh had a different pr- puberty. <laughs> but 90% of kids die from the disease. And then everybody supposedly gets it, but it just alters your brain. Forever. Yeah, and then you then you get superpowers. Yeah, but I learned none of that from the movie. All <laughs> of that from the book. They did talk about that it was like a it was it was weird. It was very vague. Like the, yeah, what it, was, what it was yeah. that happened. Mm-hmm. The first note I wrote down was, "Let me get the paper out so Josh thinks I'm paying attention." <laughs> the first note I wrote was, "Why was that girl drinking out of a metal cup?" Um, <laughs> It was a thermos cup. Okay. It was a All thermos. Right. <laughs> Thank you for I'm explaining. I'm gonna be devil's advocate for this. Uh, for, for this. Movie. <laughs> for this cup. <laughs> for, just for the cup. And moving on, the movie sucks. So, I, young Ruby. Uh, I I thought that little that little girl was fucking adorable. Yes. Yeah, she was good. But and I would have to say most of my complaints with the acting in this movie. Probably comes down to the director. Her name's Jennifer Nelson. This is literally the first movie she's ever directed with humans in it. Everything yes. else has been animated movies. Yeah. She's been doing them Kung Fu Pandas. Yes. She did Kung Fu Panda 2 and 3. Not the first one. Not the right. good one. Right. But she did those other ones. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I actually didn't see those ones. Maybe she's amazing at an animated directing. But I imagine... That is a wildly different kind of directing than directing people. Oh yeah, because I I watched all the special features for this movie. Because um, of I course was, you did. I wasn't gonna read the book, but you know I wanted That's to. That's actually <laughs> when I downloaded the book, I'm like, I'm gonna totally out fucking research Trey this time. <laughs> In his face, <laughs> and I and I didn't even finish it, so I failed. No, you still dunked on me. Uh, no, take, keep that crown. You, I didn't earn it. So the director got this job because she made an animatic. And she actually did store She hand drew, or I guess drew on a computer, like she drew storyboards for the entire movie. So that, that was her process. She tried to like translate her uh, animation background into doing the same process for live action. 
And what's kind of applaud the effort. Yeah, and what's kind of messed up is her storyboards look really cool. Mm-hmm. Like how she saw it in her head, she captured it perfectly there. But trying to translate translate that into um, people who act and move, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just not the same. Like that little girl at one point says to her mom, "Nothing can take me away from you." Fucking no ten year old talks like that. No. That's, that's just not a thing. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Why would she talk like that? My favorite part of the movie is when she when she wakes up the next morning and the mom is like, "Who are you? I, you're not my kid. I know what to do. Lock you in the garage." <laughs> what? And she's such like a sensible woman up until this point. You're just like so sweet, so mothering, like Everything you want to see in a kid's movie from a mom, she's hitting all that. And then, and then it's so out of left field, like, well, fuck all that stuff. Lock this bitch in my garage. Happy Mother's Day. Did you recognize her, <laughs> Rachel? <laughs> I do, but I can't place where. That is Golden Brooks, and she played Maya on Girlfriends. Fucking of course she did. I love yeah. Girlfriends. I was like, look at Maya. I hear being a good mama. Well, for about 10 minutes anyway. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> now she's just like, kid, I don't... Also, I mean, that's so unlikely. Because, sure, maybe if Ruby Daly was a boy that you didn't know that broke into your house, maybe you would be more standoffish. Not a cute little girl. Well, do you think she was afraid of her because kids are uh, diseased in this universe? That's. I think that's what it was. But I think, no, it was, but I think like, that was part of it. But no, with... Um, at this point, uh, they didn't. I don't think everybody really realized what happened to the kids with the powers. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. right. I think a lot of people did, but not every. I don't think it was like widespread knowledge. I thought that it was because I thought it. It like the the little girl falls over in the cafeteria, and then months and months pass, and Ruby still hasn't died, so she's been still around. But there was a line about. 90% of all the kids were dead at this point. Yeah. Um, but they didn't say, and then the rest of us have powers. Right, no, no. <laughs> but she, I don't think she was afraid of her because of the powers. I think she was afraid of her because it was just on the news that, like, kids have viruses. But only They're disease. Ki- but only kids get sick and die from it. Right. Stop, That's a good point. So yeah. why would why would she care? Thank you. Well, stop, stop cutting this woman all this slack. She locked a 10-year-old in a, gra- a garage. <laughs> I mean, not to bring it down, but... Do we assume that this world has better communication about diseases than ours does? <laughs> <laughs> One can only hope. Really, I think we're at bedrock. Uh, there's only, there's only, we can only go up. Let's hope, man. Well, you know what? Ruby doesn't even have a chance to deal with the fact that her mother doesn't recognize who she is, and she locked her in the garage. Uh, How, where's the dad? Where's the dad on this one? Because she never touched her dad to inadvertently erase his memory in That's the movie. A really oh, good wait point. a minute. <laughs> yeah. In the book, she did. In the book, she touched both of them. But in the movie, she only touched her mom. So why wasn't the dad like, all right, well, listen, my wife's gone crazy. I need yeah. you to come get her. Like, no, none of that. Yeah, that's a really good point. Unless the the husband and wife like shared a consciousness like it was a sort of hive mind oh they're the, they're those couples who have the same facebook page exactly yeah Ew. Facebook page. So. 
I'm sorry. That was that was too judgmental. That's you know you you got them live your. No, no, your... no. You were right. Yeah, you that's were right. that's the, that's the, the appropriate response. Mm-hmm. Look, Karen and Chad, you have your your couple's Facebook. <laughs> I support you. No, we don't. <laughs> so, uh, so she did... gets carted off to the 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 CDC's detention center or whatever in West Virginia. Right. That's where it was. Okay, Mm -hmm. because that, uh, in the book, that's where they say it was. I don't remember seeing that in the movie. I'll take your word for it, Trey. You're a smart man. But (laughs) the soldiers that they show, the unit patch on their uh, uniform, that's Josh's old unit. That's true. Whoa. Yes. Tropic Lightning. So that makes literally no sense because Tropic Lightning is Hawaii and Alaska. Well, now, now, hold on just a second. He could have previously served. He would have his new unit patch <clears throat> on that side, sir. I forget what side it was. New and I forget patch. which side you're supposed to put your new and old unit patch. New unit patch was the one he was showing. All right. Yeah. Well, well yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we, I remember when we watched it, we were just like, oh, they must be in Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> that was my thought. Look at that. Proper representation in media. How's it feel? <laughs> Except they got it wrong. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's I'm, how it I'm is guessing with the rest this movie didn't get that. There's some special, uh, like some like consortium or something of veterans who consult on movies and make sure that every like representation is good. And oh no, no, that's not veterans. That's an actual army. Job. No, no, no. This is a separate thing. Oh, it's almost okay. like one of those like dove rating for Christian films, right? You know? <laughs> oh, okay. But it's like a, it's like a yeah, you're representing military people properly. And I'm guessing this didn't get that. It's also a, a genuine army job where you can have your movie approved by the army or whatever branch. And if you do everything correctly, they will let you use some of their equipment and stuff like Marvel movies. Oh. Yeah. Which they must have done because they had rhinos. They had the, the yeah. big no, up Mar- armored. Marvel movies get that seal of approval, which ne- don't never let that escape you when you're watching a Marvel movie. That means those are recruitment tools. And I think that segues nicely into the Marvel Minute. Hey! <laughs> Marvel Minute. So now I'm up to Blade. Yes, all right. Yes. Starting to get good. So can I ask why everybody was trying to say that T'Challa was the first black superhero? What about Blade? What about Blade, indeed? Wesley Snipes was out here chopping up vampires. Uh, And just because I read online that he was a horrible nightmare to work with on that movie doesn't mean he let it affect his craft. The movie was really good. I liked it. He's probably not a great person, but love Blade. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. It It was the first Marvel movie so far that I was just like, okay, I get it. Attractive black man slicing up vampires. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Did that one have Stephen Dorff in it? Who's Stephen Dorff? Was he like the bad guy? There was a bad guy, but I don't know what his... Yeah, he was like blonde. And... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I like it. Watch Blade. Skip everything else I've watched so far in Marvel Universe <laughs> Blade. Even Fantastic Four? Mm, I don't... Excuse me, it's... Roger Corman's Fantastic Four? <laughs> it's so weird. I would say watch the Supercut. Just for all the weird stuff. Yeah. You can really get the gist of it in a lot yes. less time. Yeah. Yeah. 
But if everything continues on this Blade track, I could see why everybody likes Marvel so much. But I have no, no, no. That's it. just that's a momentary blip. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna watch all three Blade movies? Well, the next one isn't Blade. It's uh, Spider Man. Oh. Oh no! Excuse me, X Men. 2000s X-Men. Oh, the Brian Singer X-Men. But that's not a Marvel movie, so you don't have to do that one if you don't want to. It's on the list. Well, if it's on the list, I can't question that. Yeah, it's on the list. The great thing about Wikipedia is that anybody can go in and write anything you want, so you know that you're getting the best possible information. It's so accurate. But then after that is Blade 2. Ooh. And then Blade Trinity's not until much farther down. It It came out in 2004. Parker Posey's in that one, so you have that to look forward to. She's an indie movie darling. She is. One of my favorite moments in all of movie everything is the scene that she has with that guy, I don't know his name, uh, in the movie Best in Show. And yeah, talking about um, how they met. Say like, well, we met at Starbucks. Not the same Starbucks. It was actually, there was a Starbucks across the street. And, and I was at Starbucks. I was such a J. Crew person there. I, remember I still am. You were reading the J. Crew <laughs> catalog at the time. I still remember what you got. I, I remember what you ordered. You ordered a, um, a medium latte. I thought that was really sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that I actually probably made it under a minute this time, but Josh blew, the, blew that minute. <laughs> Back to the movie. Orange equals terminate. We learn at the in secret kid camp. If you're orange and red, you're gonna be terminated. Yeah, there's a very there's a very handy food pyramid style chart. Dude, that was so the, funny. In the doctor's was, office, <laughs> where he was just like gesturing here. Well, mm-hmm. I know we're here to murder all of you. But we also <laughs> made this, hand, this handy chart. It's important you, you understand why you're dying for your government. Yeah. So you got your your greens, and they're just super smart. And I would also, argue, why do those? Put, why, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why? <laughs> why does Chubbs need to be in that internment camp? Why don't you just use his smart brain for smart things that you need? Yeah, like, that that makes no sense. Yeah, but put, no. Put, put him to work on like missile defense. Or yeah, something. or like, hey, can you figure out the cure to cancer? Those kids are like, sure, no problem. Boop boop boop. Like, but no. Put them in a camp and beat them makes so much more sense. Put them in a camp and put them to work lacing boots for soldiers? It's, it yeah. seems like a real waste. I had a oh, lot of questions about that. <laughs> right? Like, I could, if they were making the boots, if they were manufacturing the boots, sure. But yeah. just lacing them up? What the hell? I have no idea. And later on, they, uh, Mandy Moore is like, you know... All the adults move to the big cities because with no children, there are no economy. There's no economy. And I was like, well, wait, ha- that doesn't track. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Do you know how expensive it is to own a child? Also, you have all these children who I think are basically just slaves. Yes. So yeah. have them make the things now. Have Easy peasy. Make, have them do better things than lace than put laces on shoes. <laughs> Laces on already crafted shoes that they clearly didn't make. See, this just goes to show the problems with um, free market capitalism and uh, and uh, 
trusting corporations, you know, to privatize certain government things. Like a government, you know, a government would would see that and say like, oh, we should put these people to good use. A corporation says like, well, they're kids. I don't, so far, I've used kids to make sneakers. So let's, you know, stay in the footwear genre. I'm going to stay in my lane of how I know how to treat child slaves. <laughs> they bring in Frank Reynolds. He's just like, well, when I did my sweatshop in Vietnam... <laughs> I mean, honestly, I it's just is, a it's a real failure of imagination on their part. Yes, this, and this movie just doesn't follow the, its own logic. It sets up, it gives you the answers, and then immediately goes, but also never mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I can I offer something that I did not get at, on first rewatch um, or the first watch, but. Uh, is that because you blacked out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I got an hour into this. I was like, wow, I'm really mad at myself. <laughs> I am pissed. I like that you gave yourself that hour. They're like, no, no, no. Come on, Trey. <laughs> uh, so the colors respond to the Homeland Security's... Uh, Threat level colors? Yeah, the terror threat levels, yep. Yeah. So the green kids, which I guess they're just super smart, and that's that's it. But then it ramps all the way up to blue, and blue, you can move things with your mind? I was like, well, okay, yeah, that, that's a leap. Uh, and then green, or yellow is um, electricity. electricity. And then uh, red, we don't find out until later. Although, spoiler alert, favorite part of the movie? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was and like then, the best uh, 20 seconds. Yeah, and then orange, um, they're the ones that uh, can control you. You're basically psychic, and you're considered right. the most dangerous. And ruby is uh, an orange. She tests orange. So the doctor's going to kill her. She starts to run away. And I'm like, this is a really inefficient system you have. Um, right. To categorize these children. <laughs> well, not only that, the way he gets the thing out, like, well, it's time <laughs> to kill you. Like, he just pulls the, a needle out of his jacket, already filled with poison, like murder liquid, I guess. I don't want that that close to yeah. me. But he was just like, the way he uncaps it and comes at her, like, well, time to kill. <laughs> And who designed this uh, medical software? Because, you know, like, they knew that they were going to be interviewing the kids in the room. It's like, well, if it's an orange, we want you to go. <laughs> and not and only you probably that, pick up on it. Psychic abilities or not. It doesn't matter what they test because you can just go in and change it. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what he does. Because she might. Also, is she literally the only orange who thought, like, I better stop this super old slow dude from stabbing me with a needle when he could just shoot me with a gun and grab his arm and be like, I'm a green. Make it a green of the computer, you dumb bitch. <laughs> yes, you are a green. I am a dumb bitch. Well, what's weird is, like, is you know, early on in, in, you know, uh, in Ruby's development, if you call it that, she talks a lot about how she has no control over her powers. And then instantly but then, but she then had she all the control. Yeah, she she did exactly what she had to in that moment. Now, that could have been survival instinct sort of stepping in, but I think that's a little too generous for yeah, this what happened. 
And then, where are we? Uh, six years later, so she's 16 now. That's this whole movie. And then, and then this happened, and then this happened, mm-hmm. and then this happened, and then there was a problem, and then we immediately solved it. Yay. It does wrap so, up very tightly. It does. Also, sounds hurt them. Ugh. Oh yeah, there's a. I uh, was so annoyed by that. Something about the at at a certain age you hear certain frequencies and older people can't hear it, so they use. So I mean that's true, the but muggle yeah, is this. <laughs> that is true, but not to that not like dog whistle extent. No, this Come is science. <laughs> they got it right. They they were right about you going into puberty earlier at at ten. The, all the science checks out, Rachel. You said it. That's what you said. It was as scientifically sound as a previous episode, Love, no- Love Potion number nine. <laughs> Science. Also had to do with sound. Also, small brag, I did one of those hearing tests on YouTube. Apparently, I have the ears of a 24-year-old. Ooh, all right. All right. Yeah. I feel like Trey's at home cheating. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> no one's here to say I didn't. <laughs> uh, life hack. <laughs> so uh, Ruby's 16 now mm-hmm. um, and apparently oh, and, and who, wait a minute who's that over there is that Mandy fucking Moore sure is <laughs> playing a sympathetic oh. doctor Dr. Kate with a C mm. Dr. Kate with a C used to be a social worker that was a weird line she was just like listen I'm a medical doctor, but I used to be a social worker. And I, like, as I really? heard that, I'm like, you I have, guess, I guess you some people. You have two very hard degrees to get at <laughs> yeah. 35. I guess, I guess people do that, but wow, that seems rare. I mean, there's no also, kids to get in the way, so. <laughs> <laughs> no stopping on my dreams no more. <laughs> I feel like the government now is finally just like, you remember when we pretended that that millions of women got abortions every second of every day. We're going to encourage that now. Free abortions for everyone. <laughs> oh, geez. That's what it's going to take, isn't it? So, uh, it would totally definitely take murder babies for them to be like, okay, I guess you can have an abortion, guess. slut. <laughs> no, you have that baby and raise it so we can shoot it later on. <laughs> Ooh. What's weird is that's much closer to reality. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But Mandy Moore, she's here. She's pretending like she's working on the side of evil, but actually she's a secret agent. And she tells Ruby that they figured out that she's an orange and they're going to kill her. You better get out of here, girl. Yeah. Here's Here's the keys to your cuff. Make a break for it. Here's what's strange. So they found, yeah, the only thing. <laughs> it's the only thing. This movie is flawless, apart from this one bit of, of uh, uh, logic. Um, so they did this test where they blasted all the kids in the camp with this sound and did a test on their, you know, to see who's an orange, who's a green, and stuff like that. So that never happened in that six years from when Ruby showed up to when took, they found her out. It took them that long to think, hey, maybe some of these kids are lying to an authority mm-hmm. figure. Surely there had to be personnel turnover in that time, you know. Nobody wanted to just do Listen, a military operation, they do very like tons of redundant 
checks and inspections and inventories and all that I stuff. I can tell you from living on a base because, the, like, that's all they do is <laughs> that's, run, that's like, like... Needless paperwork. Needless. Like, hey, I know we did this last week. Let's do it eight more times this month. Well, not this unit. I mean... Oh, no. <laughs> no. Nah. They were like, well, we did it once. Six years from now, we'll do it again. <laughs> um, and until then, I guess we'll just walk around the border, make sure nobody escapes. But I'm not going to walk that fast. But I, I think the thing that they used was a new procedure, or they perfected whatever it was that they did before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Apparently now they know different colors are affected by different different sounds okay that makes so much more you know what i'm sorry i but take that, it back but Flawless. i didn't know that <laughs> until i read it in the book right yeah so don't expect this movie to educate you on its logic you better just strap in and go for the ride or get out what world building <laughs> so <laughs> so she we showed you like three shots of fences that should be good enough for you get many, on with it many more uh Smuggles Ruby out. Uh, Ruby has to use her powers one more time. I was about to like, say, does yeah. Mandy more, or does Ruby sit in the car and save herself? She does she a full does on that, Jedi, yeah. Jedi yeah. mind trick. She does. These she aren't does. the droids you're looking and for. And the guy actually yeah. says, "Move along." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my control's creepy, but we'll yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. So mm-hmm. Amanda's yeah. outside. She's she's not wearing green no more. She's looking at horses all wide eyed. She's like, yeah, this is West Virginia, and I'm I'm free. And what's gonna happen next? So, here's where it gets a little bit muddled for me, because it seems like Mandy Moore's on the right side, but then we meet up with her partner, and he's just like mm-hmm. giving, uh, he's, he's being a huge dick the entire time. It's the in this. These are prime examples of why <laughs> YA books are so much better than YA movies, mm-hmm. because the movie assumes that the audience are morons and they need to be spoon fed that this dude is evil. Yeah. Like, don't give us small clues. Be so overt with it. Like, it's not e- it's not even fun. Like, oh, that's the bad guy. We can turn the movie off now. Like, because when sh- does she shake his hand? She She's, trips yeah. and he grabs her so she doesn't fall. And then we see that he didn't actually try to get any of the kids out. In the book, he actually kills some kids. Oh, um, yeah. The flash or the the mind moment that she sees is him, uh, like pushing down, pushing a girl over, be like, "You ain't going nowhere, bitch." <laughs> 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 but in the book, he actually like did get the kids out of the camp and killed them and threw them in a dumpster. Yeah. Oh, so the book is the book assumes like you're reading a young adult novel. You can handle young adult themes, and now, the movie decides you can't. But it would be amazing if they showed that. Like if she t- if she tripped, he he grabbed her, and she saw him just like <laughs> shoving <laughs> carcasses into a dumpster. Like it wait a minute, something's not right about this guy. It would make her response to trying to escape make more sense. Right, right. Of course, she would be terrified. But all he did was push some kid over. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, holy shit, I'm going to crap myself. Like, yeah. For all she knows, that was, like, part of the act, and he was, you know, he was infiltrating another, yeah, you know, facility. And but she goes, in, they have stopped at a gas station. She goes inside to change into the clothes that they gave her to get out of her, like, camp uniform. And I wrote down, 
These tight pants will keep you safe. <laughs> <laughs> they knew her size perfectly. Actually, there's several clothes that, like, those they're very pants, form-fitting. Those pants yeah. are the only fucking pants she wears in the whole movie. They're the same pants in every they're so, single scene. They're they so tight. They sewed her into them. They're so tight, she couldn't get them off. <laughs> I mean, once I realized she was... <laughs> She was wearing the same pants the whole time. I'm just like, did they shoot this movie in a weekend? Mm, maybe. Uh, you're right. She did wear those pants the entire time. That, the whole time. Except for the dress. Although, for all we know, mm. the pants were still on underneath the dress. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> they very well could have been. Also, we'll get back to that dress. Yeah. But I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> So when Ruby goes into the gas station, she sees a little girl with gloves on. And then the little girl, like, touches an outlet or something and electricity sparks all over the place. And then she runs away. So Ruby runs after her, I guess, because running towards danger is something that folks do in movies. Um, yes, it is. They're like, a stranger I don't know who just tried to electrocute me. Wait, let's be friends. <laughs> And so uh, the little girl, what is what is her name? Zoo. Zoo. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Zoo runs back to the 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 Scooby Doo van where her and her two uh, big brother types are, um, and Ruby sneaks on board to get away from Mandy Moore and the the dick. Mm-hmm. And then comes our first action chase sequence. Da da da, Lady Jane. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's some kind of evil kid hunter, like a yeah. bounty hunter. Played by uh, Gwendolyn Christie, who is Bran of Tarth on Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, yeah. She should never be a brunette. It's just not <laughs> It didn't look right. for What's her, her? natural well, hair I mean, color? Blonde. She's very blonde. Oh, I see. But she did she dye her hair brown? Because that looked like a really shitty wig. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a terrible wig. Yeah. I'm sorry, but, like, you could go to Beauty World down the street here and get a wig for, like, $50 that looks way better than that. And it's still not that good of a wig. I mean, I had to assume that they were going for a specific choice where she's not, she's not the type to, I don't know, I guess. Right, like, she care about care appearances. About, right, but, like, you know. Because she's too busy killing kids. Right, but, <laughs> but real hair doesn't move like that. Not like those plastic wigs they keep buying. I don't know where Hollywood gets their wigs, but get it together. These party wigs are city. terrible. <laughs> Those yes, are party city what, wigs. They're, they're like the bougie party city wigs. Like they're the expensive party city wigs, mm-hmm. but they still suck. They're on the like, top shelf, but you're still yes, only supposed to wear them yes, once. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what they are. It's weird because this is supposed to be a dystopian setting and time yeah, yeah. and all all the adults have moved to the city um even though uh we find out later that ruby's parents are still in the same house doesn't matter but um but, I, I, but do you want me to read again well, no. where i say the movie gives you the logic and then ignores it well i was gonna say like lady jane is supposed to be like this bounty hunter in some sort of you know dystopian mad max yeah. sort of way and i feel like they could have accomplished that a lot more by just um uh, dressing the sets and and having like landscape shots where you saw sort of the degradation of society. You got this um, in some of the Marvel movies, but can it, I tell you anyway. the set design? I have a 
I hate it. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh? Yeah. Oh. We will talk more about that when they go to the mall. Oh, jeez. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> no, but what what I was going to say is, like, I the only clue to this being a dystopian like economic wasteland whatever was, was the gas station was closed. Right and there was yeah. like some weed, there were weeds growing in the thing. Yeah. But in the book they talk about how the gas station, like the wall was missing and the gas pumps were beaten down and right. like, it's all messed up. Like is it really that hard in West Virginia? No offense West Virginia. We're we doing this again I, Rachel. Are we doing this again? <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> It can't be that hard to find a dilapidated convenience store in West Virginia, is it? <laughs> Prove me wrong, West Virginia. We want detailed pictures of every gas station. Get it going. Get it going. Oh, have we... I, have we introduced the, the rest of the our, our Scooby gang yet? No, no, no. Oh, there's uh, Liam and yes. Chubbs. So Chubbs is my favorite character. He's a green. He's very sarcastic. Uh, he's also very practical. He's teaching uh, zoo math. Like he's mm-hmm. a he's a teacher. He he just seems you know. He was a little bit more well rounded. Uh, Liam, however, <laughs> he has a square jaw. What more do you want? And he's tall. And he's got, he's a blue, and he's... And he has good, blue eyes. He's got blue eyes. Ooh, dreamy. Uh, cool. <laughs> but but I feel like for Chubbs, it was this calculation of like, all right, I'm going to stick with this guy because no matter what, this is like the most badass kid that I could find. So yeah. he's going to protect me, you know? He's right. super smart, very tactical. He allow, He aligned himself with someone who can move things with his mind and then the girl that can shoot electricity. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. for some reason, he's also, you know, <laughs> at death's door for being really smart. <laughs> Better surround myself with people yeah. who could kill my enemies. He understands <laughs> theoretical yeah. physics yeah. and you philosophy. You know what happens if they catch me? They'll take me back to that place and make me watch Two and a Half Men. <laughs> it's torture. <laughs> the plot holes. Oh, God. And the comedy. <laughs> Why are they laughing at what Ashton Kutcher just said? <laughs> I've never seen that show. Is it that bad? I've only seen snippets, and yes, okay, is the answer. I can speak for the entire series. It's oh, right. the those, worst for bit. those few snippets. Altogether, maybe two and a half minutes is what I've seen, but that was enough. Well, I mean, really, ba- we need to get back to the action, right? Because they're in a car chase for their lives. They're being chased by Lady Jane. And Mandy Moore and her crazy boyfriend. and But don't worry. Liam is here to save the day by saying, can you drive to our lead character? That's definitely a question you want to be asked. And then he leans out the back of the van to blow those leaves. Blow those leaves <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it was the really some... leaves are going to fuck you up. It was really some last airbender uh, uh, grade... Special effects. Last Airbender of the movie. Yeah, last Airbender of the yeah. movie. I mean, he yeah. does move a tree. He does. Eventually. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't even, like, hit them with, like, they're, like, shooting guns at you. And in the movie, I, or in the book, I will have to say, the lead characters, like, you know instantly once Ruby is left that, yeah, they're pretty bad. Because they also have guns and are shooting at the kids. Oh. 
That's not yeah. like oh, because in the movie they're just Moore following her, her dude man or shit. Yeah. Okay, well yeah, that that removes all doubt. Yeah, exactly. That... So why do I have to keep guessing in the movie? Like, are they bad? I don't know. I still even wasn't what? sure by the end. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So their uh, high speed pursuit. Uh, Lady Jane is like uh, Mandy Moore in their their car. Is the bumps them off the road. Bump, bumps her off the and road. And then the tree stops them, and then they escape for their Twinkie dinner. Right, yeah. And then they stop about five minutes after that, so mm-hmm. they don't even really get down the road. No, they're just uh, like, well, here's good. Yeah, here's good. <laughs> that tree will keep them occupied for hours. <laughs> their, their truck wasn't even messed up. They could just drive around the freaking tree. Hours. <laughs> and then Liam says to Ruby... And I was just like, dear God, why? But he says to her, trust me, or don't, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Who talks like that? This This is why these kind of movies also suck, because I feel like whoever is writing the screenplay or the script, they don't know any teenagers. Maybe they've never even seen a child in real life. Like they have no idea how kids talk to each other. So the author of the book also, I think, worked on the screenplay, and she's our age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. when she made this, she was like in her early twenties, or when she wrote the book. Right. Because I think the book came out in 2012, so uh, I feel like she had some access, or like there was something, I don't know, like she could have been tapped in a little bit more. (sighs) Unfortunately, that does not come across here. Right. I really think a lot of that is people are just so quick to stop trying to keep relevant. So... Maybe that's why. Maybe. Also, we can cut that out if we need to. <laughs> I don't. I wasn't sure if I was like actually making a point there. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I, I was uh, also trying to fix my camera. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what that was. That's what I was laughing at. Technology. Because Rachel's like over here, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is fun. This, these are. This is. This is life now. Adjust, people. Adjust. Adjust your expectations. World is weird. So weird, 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 like Liam giving her socks for some reason. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Let's. Can we address this, please? So are we going to talk about Liam? Well, I'm talking about the forced, and I mean forced love angle between mm-hmm. Liam and Ruby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It starts it start it well, starts there, at the beginning. It does. But now okay, now we're in a motel and they're bunking down for the night. She's taking a shower and then for some reason opens the door in her towel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like why? Why? I don't need that. Yeah. Stop sexualizing that young She's lady. She's supposed to be sixteen. Yes. How old is Liam supposed to be? He's supposed to be able to pass for 21, so... Okay. But I don't remember how old they say he is. 
I'm assuming he must still be uh, 18 or probably somewhere thereabouts. Because the, uh, the disease wouldn't have affected him otherwise, I think. Right, right. Yeah, because Mandy Moore isn't in the movie. She's not supposed to be that old. So she must have, like, skirted the disease. Been just as, or just old enough to have missed it. Yeah. Meanwhile, I have nothing but bad things to say about Liam. Oh, cool. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Part of it is the, the forced romance that they've tried to construct. Every interaction that he has with Ruby has this laden like, but we're about to kiss now, right? But no, not really. But I care for you, but I'm also tortured. <laughs> I respect your boundaries, but I also will not stop testing them. And I also won't stop using my telekinesis on you to move you around because that's Wait, charming. Is that fucking trying, charming? I hated it. I are you trying it. to walk away right now? I don't think so. <laughs> Little finger motion. And like a puppet. She and then stopped he, dead in her tracks. He does it later on when he tries to, where he like brings her out onto a dance floor. Yeah. I'm like, no one's doing anything. Someone stop this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not cute. This is uncomfortable. She's in danger. Help. Help, people. But, oh, yeah. uh... <laughs> I wrote down the note, dance against your will. <laughs> your mind so, puppet. So she she answers the door in her towel. He gives her some socks. That's a big romantic gesture, I suppose. Chubbs has an off, like, uh, an, uh, like a, a remark about it. Like, oh, just take the socks so he'll stop, you know. Um, yeah, because he's already as exasperated in their will they won't they... Much like the rest of the audience. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Chubbs is sort of, he's standing in for us. Mm-hmm. He's the and, Donnie. Yeah. Zoo, but also, uh, can I just say, like, stop telling women to do things so other men will stop doing shitty things. Maybe you could step in and make them stop doing the shitty thing. That would be great. Yeah. Let's uh, let, let's cut down on the this communication chain and just go directly to the source. How about yeah. that? Yeah, just Chubbs, could you just tell Liam to sit his ass down and put his dirty yeah. ass socks away? That that'd be great. And Zoo is di- did it bother you that she didn't talk? Well, I feel like they just didn't explain it to me. Like, do, do they? Is she mute? Is she in traumatized? The book? Yeah, she is. Okay. But, but in the book, you learn. M- so much more about her backstory and that she can talk. She chooses not to because of all this like trauma she's experienced. Okay. Uh, but in the movie, they don't explain any of that. Any of it. But it's kind of a trope to have a uh, Asian girl or Asian woman not talk in movies, especially like genre things. And so when it appeared here, it really got on my nerves. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they don't go out of their way to explain it. She's just kind of there to be cute and precocious. And... Right. And mis- and boringly mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, she's not a real character. No. She's just there to give us the exposition on what how they escaped from their camp. Yeah. Cause... Oh, right, because Ruby touches her and that's how she discovers. Yeah, when they're, they sleep in the same bed. And she accidentally touches her while she's dreaming about their escape. And now, a very vivid, a very vivid uh, descriptive dream to help Ruby it? figure it out. 
Right. Is cause... it though some something something snow <laughs> and a bunch of kids die? They don't even show us how they actually escaped. Well, Liam like pushed the fence, but I don't know right. what led but up to then that. What? Well, then they then started running. The army showed up, and much like you know, uh, like the army would definitely do in any given set, they just opened fire on a group of kids. You know, yeah, which I and actually thought cra- was really graphic. Yeah, which I can was like, you that's why the army they did not get the military seal of approval. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so Liam somehow, like after this assault, he scoops up Zoo, and they run off. Presumably Chubbs is around, and I don't know. That doesn't really get explained, but I guess he's there. At no, the camp yeah, and, just like, yeah. sure. Accept yeah. it. So they became a dynamic trio. And now that there is a, another woman there, uh, their family is complete. Right. Yay. Right. <laughs> Can't have two dudes. You gross. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would have been. Remember the? Do you remember the sitcom My Two Dads? Uh, no. It was uh, uh, Paul Reiser and some other guy that looked kind of. He reminds me of like I don't know, like a '90s Billy Ray Cyrus. Um, Isn't Billy Ray Cyrus the '90s Billy Ray? Cyrus? Yeah, he is. But I'm he, had, he, had a, he had a similar look, you know. Like he was rocking like a power mullet, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. Um, have you seen a mullet making a comeback? What? Yeah. What? I know. Oh, uh, you know what? Given the state of the world and American society, it we makes saw perfect sense. a child today. Well, not a child. He's probably like seven, like in his late teens, walking with his mom. And just like, look, he has a bowl cut. They're coming back in style. I was like, that's a quarantine Mm-mm. haircut. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. Like his mom put a literal bowl on his head and cut around it. And she's like, I did a good job. Yeah. You're welcome, son. And he's like, thanks, mom. We can't go to Supercuts. A lot of us are out here looking a little bit shabby. It's okay. It's just... It is what it is. It you is. You go to Supercuts? I guess regular cuts just wasn't good enough. <laughs> Have you seen the the sideways mullet? What? What? Okay. So imagine... I, I don't think I can do this justice, but I will send you a picture of this later. Imagine you have someone with long hair, but it's only long on one side. Uh-huh. Then on the other side, it's shaved. The sides are shaved, but they're still, like, bangs coming down, but they're on the side of the head. Yes, I have seen that. <laughs> yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, someone just turned a mullet to the side, because that's exactly <laughs> what that is. Trey, I want, next time you see somebody, one day, with that haircut, I want you to say earnestly, I love your sideways mullet, so they can never ever get that out of their head. And they immediately go home and shave all their hair off. Well, I do like being mean, but I don't like being helpful. <laughs> so. Oh boy. Decisions, decisions. It's a hard cross. To, uh, ah, it's hard, yeah. And speaking of terrible hair, uh, does Lady Jane come back at this point? Uh, no, the red dress. She wears oh, God, that... Oh, okay. Zoo had a red dress perfectly in her size. Thank God. Oof. And she wears a horrible early 2000s spaghetti strap red dress. Yeah. Because that's what Zoo would want. Is it? Yeah, is is that Zoo's or is it Chubb's? 
Because <laughs> Ruby and Chubbs are the same size. Just putting that yeah. out there. That's yeah. a good point. Maybe Zoo found it and Chubbs was just like, oh, wow, where did this come from? That's so strange. But I mean, but red's not really his color, so. Yeah. <laughs> she's, all, she's only in it for like a He's minute a while we watch Liam scrape the sticker off the side of the van. Yes, there was like a, fl- a florist something graphic. Yeah, so he's scraping that off so they can't be identified. And then cut to the next scene where the teens go to the mall. Woo! We get a sweet mall Uh That's a Can montage on a mall. Can you sing the... Uh, the song that was playing? No, no, no. no the let's go to... What is it? Let's go to the mall. Oh. What is it? Let's go to the mall. Let's go to the mall today. <laughs> Remember How I Met Your Mother? Remember that show? That Remember the crushing disappointment that that show was? And how it made you like realize that life is just empty, no. meaningless. Oh God, we went down a dark path. I don't think we watched the same show, but <laughs> that's cool. So they go to the mall, uh, which is this mall is weird because it's a it's a big regular mall. This is when I the set design. I was just like, they're not even trying. Not even a little. They like they brought in some shelves. Some definitely. I've been a manager of Kmart. Those are Kmart shelves. Right. Wow. Um, they're if they're not, I would be shocked. Sharp eye. Those came from an old Kmart. They went to the middle of a disused mall, set up some Kmart shelves, hung Christmas lights from the ceiling for some reason. Fuck it. Um. (laughs) There's food at this mall. There's mm-hmm. camping supplies at this mall. There are books at this mall. There's clothes at this mall. All in the middle of the mall. Yeah. Just yeah. all in the... Because they, they did not have time for multiple camera setups. <laughs> we're not going to walk down there 200 feet. That's crazy. In, no, the book, in the book, they go to a disused Walmart. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Yes, because all of that stuff would be there. Yeah. Yeah. But why, I, it just makes me think that they went to, because there's so many dead malls in America, just empty mm-hmm. malls. So they probably were able to rent out a mall for like a couple days for a song and got all this crap from an old Kmart <laughs> and threw it in there. And they were like, done. And I feel like when they rented the mall, they were like, okay, but you can't go into any of the stores. And they're like, okay, cool. Not a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we thought our way around that. It's Do just you have Christmas lights? Yes? All right, then we're in business. <laughs> we have the lights from our Santa setup. Sold. Because <laughs> Santa don't come to this mall no more. Perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. I don't think anybody's going to give a shit. <laughs> Why were they at the mall? To get... To, su- to resupply? Okay, so in the book, they say they need a place to hunker down and hide. And in this, in the movie, they um, don't tell you why. Fuck you, go to the mall. That's where. They, that's why they went to the mall. It's just time for a montage, y'all. They're just yep. being fun and carefree and bonding. We see, we see all this bonding. Yes, this is very. So they do. They attempt to do a lot of work connecting these kids and and. I feel like what happened is they got into the editing room and they were like, "Shit, when do these kids become <laughs> friends? We did not." <laughs> We never made that happen. I tell you what, can we throw a pop song underneath all that B-roll from when they were shopping at the mall and like make it look like, and that's what happened. And the guy at the editing bench is just like, yeah, mm-hmm. God, I hate 
Oh, yes. but the but the uh, telekinetic kids are hanging out there. They've kind of yeah, made like that a, their base, a right? Group, a gang of blue kids. Yeah. And by gang, I mean four kids that you could easily just punch in the face. They're, they're fa- they've got real punchable faces, and like they didn't every look time, strong. No, no. But every time we're offered any sort of conflict or drama, like in this part in the mall, it says "get out" written in dust on the floor, and they're like. Oh my God! Real conflict. Something's actually gonna happen, and then these telekinesis kids start throwing them around, and then they're like, "Oh, your kids too. Sorry, conflict's over." <laughs> like it's so boring. Oh, sorry. We thought you were tracers. Tracers, by the way, are the the name they have for bounty hunters. We thought you were tracers. When we saw the <laughs> we saw the little girl who's clearly <laughs> nine, we thought, "Yep, she's working for them now." She's a, they're tracers for sure. They're as, not kids like us. As she's like finding a pink dress to wear, they're like, that one's evil as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they use this opportunity in this fight with the telekinetic kids to um, throw Liam and Ruby on top of each other. Oh my God, can that please, please, please stop <sighs> I never want to see that again, ever never. again wanna, in a movie. Can I, all right, let's just go in a circle and yeah. I'm going to ask you and you're going to answer you know, honestly, okay. how many times in your life have you tripped and fallen directly on top of your sex- someone you're sexually attracted to? Zero. Um, zero, Trey? Zero. Uh, zero. That's, huh, that's weird. It's so weird. That's never happened to any of us. I'm just going to, like, start <laughs> tripping around sexy people. Like, oh. <laughs> Oops, our faces are close. I guess we're in love. And I feel like that person would be like, oh, my God, psycho. Well, most of the time when you fall on someone in real life, your elbow or some other hard part goes somewhere terrible. So it's not, like, fun and, and kind of sexy. Right. It's more like, when, exactly, oh. It's never, like, perfectly abdomen to abdomen falling. No. If I've ever fallen near or on someone, I really fucking hurt myself. Yeah. I've somehow <laughs> removed an eye. So yeah. it's, 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 it's not, not fun. It's not sexy at all. Like, oh, my glasses broke. I have to go now. <laughs> But, you know, they're going to be a couple, and you're going to be on board because you have no choice. We laid all this groundwork. (laughs) You paid the money. Your cheeks are already in the seat. Accept it. Eat your popcorn and be happy. So so Ruby, during this time, once they make up with the telekinetic kids, she extracts a little bit of information using her orange power um, that... Uh, to find the group of kids that have sort of set apart from their safe and they're living on their own. Yeah, they've started their own um, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies, yeah, commune, whatever, hippies, you know, socialism. Yeah. And, and EDO is the and information she EDO gets from them. Right. Yep. And then her and Ch- well, Chubbs, he writes down every alphabet trying to fit like. It's too much. It's, we get yeah. it. He's smart. Stop. <laughs> I went through like ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics and all this stuff. But she figures it's the uh, radio. It's an FM radio station tuned or played at a frequency only kids can hear saying, if you can hear this, you're one of us. Come to some place in Virginia. I don't remember. Which means that you would have to have a green person who's a genius with you. Otherwise, you'd be like these fucking blue knuckleheads just around, like, scrummaging around a mall because they can't figure that shit out. 
Although, Ruby went a long way in figuring it out, which is pretty good for her. It's her biggest mental swish, because the entire movie yeah. is told that she's dumb, right? Oh, I'm agreeing. <laughs> she, I, they are do, you sure? do you're, that. Pretty, you're pretty fucking stupid for agreeing, all right. It's honestly, like, if you, like... I expected at some point for them to cut to like her just like walking and somebody else like gosh she sure doesn't walk like a green look at her what a <laughs> what a moron <laughs> but they're saying it really loudly she can hear it yeah. the camera pans around and she has one tear <laughs> if I had my way I'd orange them up good <laughs> but but in this whole time Charles or Chubbs has not allowed her to call him Chubbs. But then when she, they figure out the radio together, he honestly, yeah. he like looks at her dead in the eyes and goes, it's Chubbs to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And I knew they were going to say that. It's, still, it's so ridiculous. It is. But for then some reason, they take her back to her home. Yes. And in Salem, Virginia, yeah, I remember that. And in the again, can we like as a society stop doing this? Stop letting the women that you're with leave and go to what could be an incredibly dangerous thing alone. <laughs> like, oh, you haven't been here in six years, and you're all alone, and there's murderers after us. Bye. Yeah, sounds like oh, society luck, uh, may have like, changed a bit since you've been put away, but, you know, it'll probably be fine. <laughs> just like, wow, just let her go. All right, bye, you'll never see Even her again. And this then cut. And <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's like one of those things that you cut to the Lifetime movie. And oh. <laughs> or the or the or one of those shows snapped and then cut to her friends like, and we never saw her again. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, did she forget that she made her parents, or that her parents didn't remember her? No, she knows that, but for some reason, she's convinced, like, when they see me, they'll remember me. But mm-hmm. then, instead of the movie giving her that closure at all, instead she gets there, cries a little, right at the window, they definitely would have seen her. And then they le- and then she leaps. It took it took her walking up to the porch to realize like oh shit, yeah this is a really bad idea I shouldn't be here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, that I, I I could see that being played differently and being effective. Yeah. Because you know me too. she's sixteen. She's been locked up in this place all her life. Like maybe she could lie to herself and just you know have right. just having that to hold on to. Yes. Uh, that, and then actually mm. seeing them would like jar her out of that fake reality she's right. built. That yeah. could be a turning point for her character. Mm-hmm. Where she she learns something. But Mm-mm. instead, it's what leads her to almost kiss a boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, then all of a sudden after that, so she runs away uh, uh, to a to an old playground or an old soccer field. Yeah, or it's, it's a, it looks like a meadow. It looks what? Right, but like there's a tall soccer grass. goal. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So it used to be a soccer field. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's some set dressing. Good for them. You know what? Set dressing. The they, more... put, they put a soccer goal in the field that looked brand new. Set dressing. <laughs> <laughs> and, then they, and then they carefully took it apart, put it back in the box, and returned that shit. <laughs> but how does Square John know where she is? Because she's in a field. He, was, he let her leave 
How does he know? He fucking followed her like a like a weirdo. Like either come like you either come with me and tell me about it, or you follow me like a stalker. Those are the two choices. It seems like wherever the van was, it was miles away from where yeah. her house was. So yeah. And she dropped her Gudetama keychain, and he got it. <laughs> Real quick, I'm sure, you know, I don't know how expensive those keychains are, but that was her birthday present at a time <laughs> at a time at a time when 90% of the earth's children have died. Her and you're just like, "Here you go. Here's a fucking keychain. We don't know if you'll be here next week, so Wow. I know you want an Xbox, but fuck that. I did not make that connection. <laughs> but I know she she said in the when she was a child, she said she wanted the Gudetama. Yes. But yeah. like they make Gudetama stuffed animals. She's ten. I can tell you what her parents would have bought her. The stuffed animal. Oh, is that a real thing? Gudetama, yeah. He's an oh. egg. Oh. He's an egg. It's Japanese, I think, and he's an egg. He has a little butt and like Oh. Like, Sleepy and our kid has one. Okay. It's a, yeah, it's a Gudetama it, wrapped in a bacon. It's a it's an adorable <gasps> piece of plastic. The chances are it came from Japan. Yeah. Well, our kids <laughs> is a stuffed animal because you know we don't hate him. <laughs> <laughs> here's your here's a keychain. I mean, uh, I don't like to be counting people's money, but they lived in a really big house. Mm-hmm. A very nice mm-hmm. house. Yeah, they 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 look very comfortable. I don't know what they Salem, do for Virginia. a living, but they're well, doing the, okay. Well, the father's a detective. Well, his mom, the, the wife must have a great job then, because I can't imagine a detective makes a ton of money. Hmm. I don't know, though. I don't well, know. L- let's get the city data on Salem, Virginia. Let's see what the uh, the cost of living is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, so they meet in a meadow, and they very nearly kiss, but well, they don't. he gives her back his Gudetama. Oh, right, yes, yes. And then they almost kiss. And then she's like, oh, but I can't. Like Rogue from X-Men, the comic books. I don't know if it's in the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. I have that to look forward to. Good but, pull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, all right, well, come on, girl. You ain't got to kiss me now, but I'll get it one day. <laughs> <laughs> run, little rabbit, run. I'm going to stick around and wear you down. <laughs> you can't say no forever. <laughs> they go back to the van. And who's there? Bad wig Lady Jane. Lady Jane. I can't wait for us to watch a movie and have the compliment be that wig was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, remember Night Before Christmas? That w- the wig of the that one student, the plastic wig you guys were talking about. <laughs> oh. Oh yes, Paige. Mm-hmm. Mm. That yeah. poor, she didn't do nothing to deserve that. But I'm, sh- I'm sure, underneath that wig is some great hair they could have worked with. I mean, honestly. But but she's there. Lady Jane is there to kick some ass. Oh no, never mind. Conflict's over. Yep. It's like it's literally that fast. Again, again, Ruby, who does not understand how her powers work at all, finds the most effective way to use her powers in that moment to yeah. defuse the situation. Yeah, she grabs her arm, go into the woods, walk, walk forever. Don't eat, drink, stop, sleep, nothing. Just keep walking. Basically, kills her. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck it, she's a monster. Yeah. But that, like, it's over so quickly, so quickly. I hate it. But I also Let don't the like. Conflict breathe. 
it, it's not just that it's so Chubbs is already a little bit he's not scared of her but he's wary of her because people with her power level attract a lot more attention but what she can do is really scary and they right. don't really go into the morality of what she just did. They don't go into that at all. Well, and, yeah. and it's at this moment that we're led to believe that this is the first time that the the gang has yeah, figured out that she's an orange. Because they all thought yeah. she was green. Because <clears throat> right. she, she said told she was a green. She told them yeah. that she was a green. <laughs> Even though they were just like, are you sure? You're pretty You're kind of pretty <laughs> <You're kinda> dumb. <laughs> I saw you eating cereal the other day, and I was like, God, you look stupid. <laughs> but yeah, so so after this, um, Ruby is in the van, and she's sleeping, and she overhears Chubbs and Liam have this conversation. and the, and the, the We just have to leave her here. Yeah, we just have to, we've got to leave her here. What, we're, after all we've been through? You no, know. we're playing this pronoun game. Leave her here. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Ruby storms out, and she's like, you know what, you're right. I'm going to go. I'm not safe to be around. And they're like, no, 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 we were talking about the van. Chill out. And um, <laughs> And then they continue on foot. And they mm-hmm. finally stumble across. Walk, don't gloss over the walking montage. Oh, sorry. They're walking and walking. And then they walk this way. And then they walk that way. And then they walk over a train track. And it says EDO. And, and then they keep walking. Yep. And now where are we? What's weird, though, is that EDO and the train track, not it's to pointing nitpick. pointing the wrong way. It's pointing the wrong way. If you're reading it and you go in that direction to how you're reading it, you're going away from the way our heroes are going. That yeah. doesn't matter. But see, matter. it's positioned in a way based off the Fibonacci sequence, and so you'd have to be a green in order to <laughs> put the puzzle together. You see, lying, there's train, levels. Lying to <laughs> but then the walking montage ends when gunfire erupts. Oh, yeah, they get and shot there's at. So much conflict. No, not really. I know that guy. Everything's fine. Let's go inside. We made it to the promised land. Woo! Yep. Yes. They, they made it to, 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 to camp. So how soon into the movie did you guess this, who the slip kid was? Oh, uh, immediately. Yeah. So obvious. Yeah. President's and kid. not only that, I knew immediately, spoiler, that he was evil. Of course he is. <laughs> Look. Have you ever seen a blonde white kid who looks like, you know, Malfoy or the guy from Karate Kid? Have you ever encountered a kid that looks like that in a movie and thought, like, he's going to be a good guy? Yeah. I expect good things from him. I can't wait. He's going to be so balanced and normal. I'm so Mm -hmm. glad we came across him. He's going to treat everyone great. Mm -hmm. What's weird for me is I kind of had that feeling with Liam. For a while, for the same reason, because yeah. he's this like white blonde kid, so I'm like, uh, but see, something's not, not he's right. He's got a square jaw. But he's got a square jaw. He but have a pointy jaw. And his once hair is get... slightly darker. So right, mm-hmm. that's true. Right. So once, but like by comparison, Liam compared to Colin is his name. Is that right? Uh, it's written down Clancy Gray. Clancy Gray. Oh, <laughs> good old Clancy. Oh, Clancy. <laughs> um, but once you see Clancy, it's just like, oh, okay, all right, that's yes, absolutely. There, there's where I'm putting all my bad guy attention. And then I I can't, you know what, I would love to see a movie 
where they encounter someone like this, the group leaves and like, so that person's evil. Let's just yeah, like that's pretty obvious, right? We can all agree yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. Is, 100%. Is, is that cool? Yep. Oh, okay, yep. yeah. So we're just gonna yeah, we'll, we'll leave that there. With, yeah, we'll just leave. But that's not what they do. They go to the party and dance, and this is the dance against her will scene. Just like oh, gross. Yeah. But everybody is, uh, but everybody is, they're growing vegetables and, and you, going to using school. Using powers. Yeah. Doing, uh, perimeter duty with heavy shotguns. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. just kid stuff, really. Kid stuff. Just kids it's, being kids. It's, it's a like being in a Chuck E. Cheese. Zootopia. Um, uh, sorry, then, Fruitopia. My mistake. <laughs> and then we, after the, it's so nice that only about 10 minutes after the walking montage, we get the mind reading practice montage. Mm-hmm. And they cut it like it's happening over several days. She's wearing the same damn clothes the whole time. They wanted to knock out all of that. It's just like, listen, we would love to have time and, for a wardrobe And I'm thing. saying this is beyond the same damn pants she's been wearing this whole time. No, she's she's still wearing now. that red hoodie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I don't know who the person, the, uh, costume designer was but they grew up in the 90s for sure because mm. these are some slightly trendier 90s clothes and that's slightly. not my real com- yeah it's not my real complaint it's just like everything they put this girl in is just kind of ugly <laughs> mm-hmm. well it's not also there are different fractions that we're meeting yes. but everyone is dressed out like, like they all shop at the Gap. Like, there's no distinguishing yeah, right. features. So right. this camp just looks like this camp, which also looks like this camp, which we meet later. Only the soldiers look different. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that completely. But it's it's been the same day, the same damn day. <laughs> now she knows how to do everything because she's a super genius now, I guess. Even though she's been a moron this whole time. And. and because this is a YA uh, movie, we have to have a second love interest for her to potentially have to complicate. So, I, mean, I mean, sort of, but it's only been like 12 hours. I know. It's ridiculous. What's weird is I didn't think, I didn't really think that her and Liam's relationship was at all deep or fleshed out or anything like that. No, they know each other for a week. Right, but the one with Clancy's was even even more shallow because it was just like well we're both oranges so that's it and that's it period we're both oranges sentence is over he gets me he knows me <laughs> and then he's like if you could teach me how you erased yourself from your parents then we can undo it just let me into your mind and she's like okay go right ahead again confirmed not agreeing <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then at the end of it, this part really got me because he's in her mind as she's like a child, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then she is an adult in her mind at the at the end of it, or not an adult, but like her 16, 16 year old self. And then in her mind, and then in real life as well, he's like, "Don't worry, baby, I'll go easy on you." Like, oh my god, is this a potential rape scene in a YA movie? Yeah. You went from thinking your audience couldn't handle anything to way too far. Right. Way too far. Honestly, this was my... I got to this on my third attempt to watch it. I was like, nope. I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. 
and you know I could only like walk in my backyard and pace, but I still did it. <laughs> the the neighbors' curtains are twitching like yeah he's out there again. <laughs> I was so disheartened. I'm I'm tired of this being used as as a trope in movies. Cause then he doubled down. And he was like, "Oh well, it's fine. Like I can just erase this from your memory now that I know how, and you won't even have to worry about it." Oh. I was like, "Oh God, what?" I, it just kept happening. It just kept happening to me. I just sit there and let it happen. So but, yeah, like, what? oh wow, oh no, Clancy's a bad guy. Whoa, mm. who saw? Also. He's a bad guy with the other military dude from the old camp that she was in? What? <laughs> you know what's weird? Like, a better movie would have had Chubbs or some other green figure this out. You know what I mean? Uh, or had Chubbs be the bad guy. Or something. Because but, but, Chubbs was trying to... He was like, I hate it here. This yeah. place kind of sucks. I don't like it. Can, Honestly, I, can we leave? <laughs> during these scenes, you just see Chubbs like doing chores. So it's kind of like, oh, well, I guess he just doesn't like doing chores. And that's why he doesn't like being here. But no, he's he's he yeah. has good reason. Because there's no difference here than the life at the camp. Tells They tell them what to do, when to eat, when to sleep. And he's like, well, I don't want that life. Yeah, let's go back and to the van. And she's just like, no, my orange friend is here. And he's like, oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> And I don't know if it was just because, like, uh, uh, Ruby and Chubbs have much better chemistry with yes. each other, like a whole yes. lot better. Yeah. So and much it's better. partially because it's not forced into yeah. trying to be a romance. It's just like they just kind of have friends. a really good rapport. Yeah. 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 And so I, I really enjoyed their scenes together. And I was like, in another movie, they could have been a couple, but also it just kind of yeah. works as them being two people who have each other's back. Yeah, we're just friends. Yeah, and I, I dug that. Um, and he really comes through uh, in about 10 minutes or so. Which oh, yes, is I'm like, does. yeah, my man Chubbs. Chubbs is a real hero of this movie. He is. He like, is. Yeah, so Clancy's a bad guy. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Doing bad guy <laughs> shit. <sighs> God, so boring. Um, <laughs> is this one where they, we figure out what Chubbs has going on? Like, what... What the camp is all about? Oh, what what Clancy's his yeah, overall yeah. plan? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, so I don't he's... understand if Clancy's yeah. plan is to okay. Just uh, let's walk through this because I'm just like, what <laughs> if his plan is to be in coots with this military guy from the camp and collect all the children to give them back to the camp? Why the hell did you help them? In the first place, what's the point? So what I'm thinking is that he is running this camp. He, like, Clancy has his own um, plan where he's trying to build his own army of, of powered kids for him to control. Right. But I think he's working with the other guys so that they can kind of collect the other kids who have gone rogue in one place. Well, and then my other thought is, like, is he mind-controlling this military person? No. Wait, is he? I don't know. No, they they call him Sir. So, obviously, Clancy has, like, some sort of high title, you know. Of mind-control? Of, no, just of 
from working for the government to collect up all these rogue kids. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know how it would work because surely well, at some point once the kids get collected and sent off to the camps, word would get out like, hey, y'all, don't go to this like yeah, kid camp. like Clancy's a <laughs> Like I've been there. I went there twice. And even though we tried to like erase my memory or something, like I was well, there and then wait, I was here. You went twice? Someone's not agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> really understood at this point is the helicopter come they rappel down and the reds breathe yes. fire out yes oh, we see the reds so the reds and, are at the tippy top right the best part was that one kid that we've never been introduced no nope. he gets his moment of fame where he's standing to the side and goes and even though he sees and is a cognizant of this before everybody else he still gets burnt the fuck up and i was like (laughs) (laughs) i mean he kind of called attention to himself (laughs) (laughs) but the reds repelled out and they're they like sort of they don't really speak with words but they have these glowing jowls and yeah. they spit fire like dragons. Yeah. And then my thing is, like, so are they under mind control? Because why would they just randomly kill all these kids? I don't know. Because are, having are the they powers... rage monsters? No, having the powers doesn't make you evil. Right. Like, Clancy's... I mean, look at him. Look at his hair. Look, like, the amount of privilege he's had his whole life. He was going to be evil no matter what. Sure. It was yeah. either going to be a lawyer or this. <laughs> <laughs> And what he tried to do to Ruby was going to be a part of that repertoire either way. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, probably, he probably just would have gotten away with it in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the Reds, the, the, the Dragon Kids, my favorite, loved it. When that happened, I was like, oh, I'm perking up. Okay, I'm, I'm invested. I'm, I'm, I'm in, all about I'm, this. I'm in it to win it. And then there was going to be like a... Harry Potter style showdown between the two oranges. Not really. It's over in like eight seconds. It's over so fast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look, that 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 mind control showdown that they did, which was weirdly choreographed and so unexciting. After you had kids yes. that breathe fire, that should have come yes. before the fire. <laughs> yes. Also, you've got kids that can throw stuff around and lightning. Like this could have been and all they're doing a is thing. Running, running like <laughs> yeah. little bitches. Yeah. Yeah. And just run away. Wait, can't you like move things with your mind? What? I'm leaving. <laughs> so Leon comes in like the buzzkill that he is. He moves yeah. this train car over so that they don't get fried, and then topples it over onto all of the all the fire breathers, and then they're all dead in one swoop. And I was so like, "But that's it. That's it. They're dead." And then Ruby makes the <laughs> helicopter crash, and she. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's may true. or may not have killed Clancy, and it's over with. And then she almost dies herself. With my man Chubbs. Yes. yes. Comes out of Chubbs. comes out of nowhere and just like takes one for the team. He's like, I got you, girl. Yeah, because you think like it's gonna be a cool guys don't look at explosion moment, but mm-hmm. actually he gets fucked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's a that's more accurate as to what would happen. You can't just casually stroll away from an explosion like no 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 you're gonna. Die. No. No. You can't do that. You'll be barbecued. That's what happened yeah. to him. And, uh, and it wasn't they, Liam that came back for her. No. It was Chubbs. It was Chubbs. That's, That's what I'm saying. They got the real bond, okay? She doesn't need Liam. 
<laughs> yeah. Mandy Moore at the beginning gave her this tracker. Like, if you ever need, if we're ever separated, just squeeze this tracker. It will tell only me where you are. And she uses it to save Chubbs. And yeah. then they, because they're like 20 feet away from the camp where, you know, Chubbs <laughs> is sort of convalescing and then presses this thing. Right, and then and then they and then the next cut, it's the morning. Yeah. Right. So they've they've been there the whole time. Yeah. They've yeah. been there like we'll say like six to eight hours. Sure. So Chubbs is fucking dead. Right. <laughs> like. That's what I thought. I was yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't even like bond or anything. So yeah. She didn't put him in the water to kind of cool some yeah. of that. I mean, uh, he looked like burnt chicken dinner. Like yeah. he's dead. He's dead now. Barbecue Chubbs. Yeah, <laughs> tragedy. Delicious. And, and then for some reason, Liam doesn't come back until the morning as mm-hmm. well. And he's like, oh, I'm here. I'm here to save you. Where the hell have you been? Sorry, well, I had to re- kill some more kids. <laughs> I was pulling a real Anakin. Well, and then <laughs> <laughs> this lightsaber belongs to your father. He killed 20 children. <laughs> <laughs> Like he explains it in some like throwaway line, like oh I had to take Zoo to a place. Don't worry about it. It took me six hours to do it. Oh yeah, but she's she's safe now. Something yeah. about yeah yeah yeah. 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 But she, but my man Chubbs has been burnt to death. Where were you? And she tells him you have to leave because I called the league. He's like I'm not going anywhere. I'm here with you, hundred percent. Why? Because they're in love, Rachel. But, like, she could use her mind control power to escape from the League, so why doesn't he... She should send him, like, go to Zoo and tell me where you're going to be, and I'll meet back up with you, and I'll use my fucking mind control to get back to you now that I know how to use it, thanks to Clancy the Rapist teaching me how to do it. Because at this point, she doesn't even have to touch people. Like, she's leveled up. Quite a bit. She can do a whole lot. She can control multiple people at once, like yep. complex motor functions. Homegirl's home like, I think she forgets. I met, she might. <laughs> that's got to be what it is. But the lead comes and, like, they take Chubbs to the hospital and he'll be okay eventually. I had some questions about that too. Um, well, the movie has decided that your questions are invalid. Yeah. Because there is no explaining it. Like, they show Chubbs in the hospital with a nurse who's just like, la, 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 children's here, whatever, I'm not going to question it. Like, I think that was the author of the book. Oh, was it? She made a cameo as a nurse. Nice. Oh. Yeah. So she's uh-huh. a good nurse that doesn't hate kids and isn't going to turn him in uh, when she's on break. Well, I mean, there's like a $10,000 reward for each child you turn in. Uh, Liam was mm. worth one hundred and fifty thousand. That's because he orchestrated. That's because he orchestrated the breakout. Oh right. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah. What this is okay. Uh. So, uh. Ruby wakes up and yeah. she's at, in this mansion. <laughs> this really expensive <laughs> yeah. looking house. Yeah, because you know the league being an anti-government organization, their hideout is a mansion. That makes sense. It's the last place that they would go looking for children. <laughs> no follow-up questions. So, 
Well, if they got that much money, they have sense enough not to procreate. <laughs> um, so, uh, so this is the point where uh, Liam shows up. He's with the league, or he's you know sort of submitted to the league to to be there with Ruby. But then Ruby has this scene with him. Where well, she, you forget she tells the league guy, like, let him leave. And I'll stay here. And she's like, "You, Mandy Moore's like, we can't. He knows too much. And then Ruby's oh, like, right. listen, bitch, I can't erase people's memories. Did you forget? Because that's important. Liam used to be with the League. And they, yes. they're kind of like, they train all the kids to use their powers to be soldiers. Yeah. And he didn't like that. So he's like very much like, we hate this. Yes. Uh, they're they're bad news. I I just want to live my life. It's my and life. Twinkies and in it's, a van. Yeah. And it's now or never. And I'm not gonna live forever. I just want to live while I'm alive. Trey, is that the lyrics <laughs> to John Bon Jovi? John bon Jovi's? Maybe. So. So Ruby goes into Liam's room. And we all know what she's going to do. She's mm-hmm. going to erase herself from his memory. But yes. not before he tells us the bullshit ice cream story. What oh, was that God. about? What was that? He's he's making up a memory he doesn't have about Ruby. Okay. About if, if they would have met, if there was no sickness. Yeah. What would okay. that have been like? And then... He says that he loves her. And I'm just like, but why? Why? You don't know her. She doesn't know you. He tells you why. It's because she's beautiful. It has nothing to do with it. It's not your personality. It's not your brains. It's not your powers. It's not nothing. You're beautiful. Ergo, I love you. And there's nothing wrong with complimenting someone you're attracted to on their beauty. But sure. it seems like but very if, specifically like, nah, just that. But if, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if that's the first thing you come with, like, because you're beautiful, it's just like, cool. Yeah. So you've not looked any deeper. Thanks. No, you're hot. What else is there? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, won the lottery of life. Take the compliment, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we all know what's gonna happen, and yet. This scene takes forever. It yes. really does. Oh, oh, this is oh, this is one of my least favorite things that happens in movies. So they use this opportunity to um, sort of recap. Oh, when she all these uh, when, all these moments when she gives him the mind erasing kiss. Yes, the mind erasing kiss. You get to see sort of flashbacks from this horrible movie that you've been watching for an hour and some change uh, to see all these moments that she's erasing herself from. Which honestly. If they never met her, would never have happened in the first place, but fine. Right, whatever. like they show, like, <laughs> like here's, here's Liam standing in a wheat field kissing nothing. <laughs> He's dancing. He's dancing by himself at the, at the colony. Yeah, here's Liam dancing like a weirdo. <laughs> He's going to look back on that time and be like, man, that was a really weird week. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird huh. week. I had some low points. Yeah. Dancing by myself in front of everybody. I gotta, oh. I gotta get my shit together, man. <laughs> my stats are <laughs> Why did I try to kiss that wheat? <laughs> so she does this, and and it's it's and, and then Liam 
uh, is... Doesn't know who she is. Doesn't know who she is, and he's sent away. And this is the point... He's sent away with the book bag, and on the book bag is the Gutatama keychain. What? What? <gasps> Bless be the tie that binds. Um, he's got a little butt. <laughs> so The Gutatama, not Liam. He's it, a child. I didn't look at his butt. It is at this point that the movie tries to, it's like a, it's an intense two and a half, three minutes where we jump around to all these different characters in the movie and they do everything they can to just prop up and set up. All right, here's what you're going to see in the sequel. And they don't, they don't show Zoo at all. No. No Zoo. You, so you get literally no closure on her. Chubbs is in the hospital. You uh-huh. get a shot of him. Sort Liam of is recovering. running through the woods. He's mm-hmm. the, showing us the Gutatama. Yep. And, and, and Ruby and, uh, is goes out rubbing, to a stadium. Yeah, she's rubbing Cheeto dust on her on her head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Clancy's there. He's on Air Force One. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his face is fucked up. It is. He's got a real sort of, again, not to point to the Star Wars prequels, but he's got a real sort of like Anakin, just, you know, like the Vader has sort of taken hold and now oh, yeah, he's yeah. truly evil. And I mean, know. he's got he's got his robot arm. And can we, can we use a more contemporary reference like, oh, I don't know, Mom Jeans and Robin Hood? Yes. <laughs> yes. Also exactly. an episode. Check that out. Oh, Mom Jeans. But yeah, they're just setting up for the sequel that will literally never happen. No, no, it's not going to happen. No, they can't. Mm-mm. It just can't. Yeah, they can't. We should make a puppet version of this. <laughs> I'm just saying, if y'all want to see us make a puppet version of this, we're going to need some money. And instead of looking for sponsors, we're just going to sponsor ourselves. So we're on Cash App and Venmo, Cash Grab Cinema. Or you can sponsor ourselves, is what she means to That's say. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> well, I actually came up with a treatment. <clears throat> oh. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Didn't realize that this was a... <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize... I, <laughs> I did not do that much homework, so uh, go ahead. I'm ready. Okay, that's, that's not entirely true. Um Sorry, so, you built it up already, so... So as I usually do in these... Uh, in these movies where there isn't enough plot for me to be entertained, I always, my mind starts wondering, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we only really see three adults that aren't soldiers, so the rest of society is still happening somewhere else, right? So what does this world with no children look like? Because hmm. I said that there's no economy, but I started thinking, like, well, no, this would be great. <laughs> so uh let me read off a list of things that this this wonderful world would be like that i want to live in okay yes okay uh childless flights Oof. i feel like that's self-explanatory uh there's no school zones and you don't have to stop for school buses during rush hour mm-hmm. uh no more candy drives and having to buy wrapping paper Mm-hmm. Apologies for that. <laughs> Pretty sure I took part in one of those. Uh, you you uh, cut out the middleman for Girl Scout cookies. I just That's get to true. buy the cookies. That's true. Uh, I would like to see all the baby food aisles replaced with more alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could actually go to the mall again. Uh, there would be no more, more child safety bottles. <laughs> 
I'm tired of having to fucking twist and twist. Like, it makes me feel so stupid <laughs> to try and get to my medicine that I bought with my money to protect uh, a child that is not here in my home. You know, you can ask for those. <laughs> can you? Yes. They're Ooh, writing, with writing. Ar- <laughs> They're for people with arthritis. You can ask oh. for non-safety lids. I'm writing that down now. And last go. and finally, no more radio edits. Fuck you, kids, Bob. So, <laughs> I think that there's something here. Is there something here, y'all? Can you tell me? <laughs> uh, there's a Kids Bop satellite radio station. It only plays Kids Bop. It's the- I hate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the same problem with, with Children of Men. So in Children of Men, there's no kids. The, the kids haven't been born, you know, in a long time. And it's played like this horrible dystopia. But again, maybe it would be the best thing ever. Maybe it would be like nothing but... St- just sunshine and people holding hands and happy and Times Square would be a disgusting cesspool again. You yeah. know what I mean? With like porno shops and See, I think it would I be could get it... behind that idea if it meant I think the problem is that everyone's kid had all the kids have died. Now if people just Oh, stopped, well that's different. <laughs> yeah, if people just stopped being able to make the kids. Oh lot of children of men. Yeah. No, those all those kids died. No, or they. A, no, no, no. They, a, it was a fertility. It thing. was both. It was a ton of them died and a oh, fertility problem. Sorry. Yeah. Now in the TV show Zoo, which isn't on anymore, mm-hmm. people just you, stopped being able to have kids. Right. You watch Zoo? Yeah, I watch Zoo. I hated that show so much, but I hate uh, watch so much of it. Yeah, I. <laughs> I got so invested. It was so, like I liked. The characters, for the most part. But it was so weird. It was so... Yeah. All the explanations they had, they were, I was just like, bullshit. Even for sci-fi, this is bullshit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm watching that immediately after we get off the Skype call. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm so... Uh, I, f- I feel a kindred spirit uh, yes. amongst the three of us now. That we, are, we are bonded. <laughs> Not from all those, like... 40 or so episodes, but this, no. this moment. <laughs> this, this specifically. Movie. Yeah, dude. Love weird stuff like that. It's amazing. So I guess we've gotten to the end. Finally, we did it. <sighs> Trey, I just... Huh? Huh? I want to find space for forgiveness. Okay. It's going to take me a minute. It's weird. Like, after, after this, Pebble and the Penguin doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> so we've come to the part where we ask the question Is this movie a cash grab? And I think we'll start with you, Josh. Uh, okay. Well, I, my answer is, of course, yes. I think this is a total cash grab. I don't think that there is a lot of artistic merit to it. I think it was a literal attempt to cash in on. The YA popularity of Hunger Games, Twilight, yeah, Maze Runner, all that shit, right? I and then and then there's an added layer where uh, at, at the very least, um, the Hostess Corporation and Nissan, um, they got some some pretty prominent product placement. Yes, they did. Uh, so that for me, you know, that doesn't make a movie a cash grab, but it certainly works against. It, it doesn't so help. It doesn't help. So for me, yes, total cash grab. All right. Trey, it was your pick. What do you think? Cash grab or, you know, just fine cinematic art? 
<laughs> so since I did watch all the special features, I sat through the producers and the, the writers and all these people talk about, you know, what the powers represent. And so one person said, oh, the power represents, you know, all the inner strength that w that young girls have. Oh, what? <laughs> Where? But you know, they're they're told that it's bad, but once they learn how to harness it, it's the most powerful thing in the world. Oh my god! Oh, and then so another producer said, "Oh, well, the powers represent uh, the power that children have. You know, the the inner strength they have, and then, and then when they get together, that's when the real magic happens." I was like, oh, Ugh. so you so they don't, don't know. know. And then I, one <laughs> other person said, you know, this is really meant to inspire people. You know, afterwards, they're going to go out and know that they can make a change. And I was like, a change for what? What did she change? <laughs> what I is, mean, what, what? Huh? I, don't ha I don't have any Cheetos, but I've got an orange that's <laughs> colored on my forehead. It's pretty much the same situation as it was before, yet there's some people that are dead now that weren't. <laughs> basically left also, off where you started also she kissed a boy who doesn't remember her now yeah romance I mean so X-Men is a dated metaphor for racism but right. it, oh, sure. it, it carried that thread through and it made uh, more sense like it understood what they were trying to get across to their audience Mm -hmm. There is none of that here. No. I mean, at least when the comic books were written, it wasn't a data metaphor. It was just like, oh, yeah. God, so groundbreaking. <laughs> Racism bad? <laughs> but it, in this one, it does not have the same sort of awareness of what it is because having a population of children, like, the only reason why Ruby was on the side of good is because she did not have a lot of practice using her powers. Right. She basically had to hide it for most of her, uh, like, most of her life. If she had been able to go out and change the minds of whoever she wanted to, she would be doing that and she would not be a good person. And the no. movie doesn't kind of address that. No, they don't. She would be much more like the kid who, the other orange who got off the yeah. bus at the same time she did and made that one soldier shoot herself in the head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we or saw like, that. And or even like though, Clancy. Or like Clancy, yeah. So we saw that, and we we're just also, like, oh, whenever God. I think of Clancy, I think of the police chief from The Simpsons. Clancy Wiggum. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Bake them away, Classic. toys. <laughs> uh, so honestly, I'm conflicted. I I want to say it's a cash grab, but <laughs> it came out too late to really ride the trend. Right. Uh, so. It didn't mm. come out too late to ride that wokeness train, though. <laughs> I feel like that's what they were going for. Uh, and they like, tried. But they were just like, look, she's black. We mm -hmm. did it. Just like, well, this isn't very well done. We did it. <laughs> but the Asian girl doesn't talk. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, your, honestly, your lead male character hero is still white, a white man. We did it. <laughs> Where are you going, counting their money? <laughs> you didn't do anything. What? And You're welcome, the, America. The, the trailer was made to pull on my 
my the parts of me that are like, oh, this has things that I like. It's sci-fi. There's diversity. A, a mm-hmm. manless Denberg's in it. I should mm-hmm. want to buy this. And yet, something in the back of my mind went, but don't. <laughs> and yet, knowing that I had that thought and still circle back around to it to do this, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do some real soul searching. Really? Uh, the question is, Trey, why didn't you trust yourself? <laughs> Well, I didn't learn how to harness the power inside of me. Oh, I see. And so that is why. But now I, I am in my final form. Um, <laughs> I was I gonna say con- once once quarantine's over, we can sit uh, crisscross applesauce, and I'll I'll do my best to to guide you. <laughs> why you? <laughs> I mean, look, I was gonna let him have it, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just got my life coach certification, so <laughs> <laughs> it's really you more are, just tips. You are looking a little bit like uh, like Ewan McGregor <laughs> in the Star Wars prequels. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I dig it. Stop but yeah, your beard. man, that's going to be <laughs> to see him come back for an, an older Kenobi. Do you think he's going to? Apparently, they're making it. Yeah, hmm. yeah, they're going to do a Kenobi. You know, like a like a Rogue One spinoff, but it's gonna have a an older Kenobi, which is interesting because you know there's this you know much like Jesus, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, <laughs> much like Jesus, there's this long span of time that we don't really know what happens with with Obi Wan Kenobi, right? He mm-hmm. he drops off Luke uh, in Tatooine, and he just sort of like goes off to be a hermit. But he who knows? He could have had a thousand and one amazing adventures. It's just gonna be him playing game like board games by himself. <laughs> And then slowly going crazy. Like, what was that? <laughs> this was a cash grab. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've done it. Yeah, we're here. All right. Fuck me. <laughs> so, is the darkest minds a cash grab? To say yes, I'm gonna have to say. Oh my god, of course it is. (laughs) Did they even try to hide it? No, they didn't. They did not try to... And I don't think it's a YA cash grab. Because you're right, it's too late to jump on that YA train. It's definitely the wokeness cash grab. Which, there are a lot of them. Sure. They're like, oh, so people want us to be socially conscious? I mean not going to do that in a real way or try it all but but damn it if we can't slap it on a poster and, mm-hmm. and sell some tickets yeah like it's they advertise like it's directed by a woman we did it look there she is stop talking <laughs> <laughs> ask this female director uh she'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and then the casting choices it's all just like Especially at the end, where they ha- and it's on the poster, it's in the trailer, where they have the Ruby Daly character holding up her orange hand in a power move. Like, it's so blatant. So blatant. Ugh. It is. It's unearned. It is. It's actually a worse version of what I accused that Robin Hood movie of, of doing, where it was trying to commodify fake wokeness, but this is, like, trying to sell that to kids. Yes, that's what makes it worse. Because learning how to digest and see media for what it is, not even adults, not all adults I know can do that. They get get tricked all the time by well-made 
commercials or things to make things made to look like the news that aren't the news. They're clearly commercials. Like, Conversely, then, the, the woke teens that this is aimed at could see this coming from a mile away. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, because it's made by adults who aren't that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a strong fellow kids sort of vibe. Yes. Like, hello, friends. <laughs> I also agree. Racism is bad. Would you like to buy my movie ticket? What but, would kids um, be the most bummed about if this virus thing happened and 90% of all their friends were dead? Oh, I know. Prom. <laughs> <laughs> Work it into the script. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, every... every child that this girl knows could be dead. Yeah. And they're, and she's more worried about her parents. Mm-hmm. That's just weird. No child. Oh, yeah, you're be, right. The, yeah. Does she have friends? Does she have a peer group? Like There's that, that one girl that died at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Grace. But, yeah, Grace. That's probably why she latched onto her parents so strongly, because it's just like, well, that's my only friend. Well, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> but why would it be... I'll take care of you, Mommy and Daddy. All my friends are dead, and I've witnessed people die at school in front of me. But I'm here for you. What? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, but there were, like, five kids who breathed fire, so five out of five stars. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. Everybody go watch it. (laughs) They did it. But they, they probably just wrote that scene and everything else just sort of got piled around it. It's just like, well, we know we're going to get these fire-breathing kids, yeah. right? How long can we get the fire-breathing kids? Well, at this budget, uh, I don't know, 20 seconds. Okay, we need an hour and a half more stuff. And mm. that's what they did. I would say this is a great movie to watch with someone who is younger so you can teach them how media tries to trick you. Hmm. Ooh. Oh, kind of I like that. Component. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is how media tries to trick you into thinking that they care about you. They don't care about you. They don't give a shit about you. Never forget that. <laughs> you heard it here first. Keeping it dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I'm going to do a, a little Bill Hicks routine. Oh, I see. You're going for that righteous indignation dollar. That's a good market. That's a really strong market. Where he's telling all the ad people to kill themselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So funny. But yeah, that's uh, Darkest Minds. Hope you enjoyed mm. it. All along for the ride. It's a new one. Again, we did this so that you don't have to. <laughs> and you probably weren't going to. So That should, uh... be, the, that should be the tagline of our podcast. <laughs> we watch it so you don't have to, but were you even going to? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? This is also futile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a real existential crisis over here again. Uh, so it was a fun time hanging out with you guys <laughs> well with that as always I'm Rachel Trey back with technology and Josh here hello you know be sure keep it woke but you know know when they're trying to trick you we're Cash Grab Cinema follow us on Instagram and Twitter by the same name and we'll see you next time Red! <laughs> <laughs>